What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another awesome episode of the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. It is Ryan, and we have another episode back for you this week. We have talked about often on this show um, how to be uh, active with cannabis and and aware and and optimizing your use with cannabis in an active way, right? So we're going to still talk about that, but today we're going to focus on recovery. And when we've focused on recovery in the past, it's often been in a physical sense, um, but we're going to talk today uh, all the different ways you can recover with using cannabis, and I, uh, you know, I, I think this is a an important one as I always do. So before uh, we get going, guys, I just want to thank you all for coming back. Uh, if this is your first time, please, uh, if you like the content that you're getting from this episode, I always ask if you guys can just share that with loved ones or friends or anyone who you think could find uh, this content helpful. It's it's really really helpful as far as getting our algorithms um, in a place where they are topping the charts, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, and, and all that stuff. And all that does for us guys is, is get the information out there. So, you know, it's just the conversation. It's, it's getting more people talking about cannabis in, in not a druggy way, right? Like in a way that we want to have, you know, nice, um, considerate conversations around the plant and, and that way we can progress the use of it further, right? So that's the point. Uh, so thank you all for coming back. Cannot thank you enough if you're a repeat listener. Um, so, uh, if just continue to support us, press the like button that does wonders. You guys wouldn't even believe. Um, thank you again. Anyways, um, this is a topic, uh, when we talk about recovery, you know, I, I typically pick topics that are based on, uh, what I'm motivated to talk about. And, and the reason I do that, and I've talked about this before is I just want to make sure that, you know, we're talking about something that, that is motivating, right? You, you don't find a lot of information on here on the growing of cannabis or, the business economics of cannabis. And, and that isn't because I don't like those topics. It's just because I'm, I'm not as familiar with them uh, personally. And I, and I try and provide content on here where, you know, th- that is a little bit more familiar to me. And if it's familiar to me, I'm going to be able to, to relay that information to you in a much more effective manner. Uh, so again, we've, rec- we've, uh, that's why we do this stuff, but um, you know, we've dabbled in recovery of a few different ways but there are other ways that we can talk about recovery and especially with cannabis. But first I, you know, as, as we do on the show, we always ask why this topic is important. Um, and I think, you know, obviously, you know, talking about recovery and, and all the different uh, ways that we can be talking about it besides the physical aspect of it is, is something we should be putting more attention to. So these are the, the different aspects that I've come up with um, doing some research on, on how to be looking at recovery in every sense and how we can go about doing that as well. Well-being, that's number one. So, you know, again, I, I, I've, I'm talking about this because, you know, I've recently uh, have realized physically I, I need to recover, yes, but there's a lot of uh, that other type of recovery that I feel like I, I can be missing, right? So I thought this was really interesting. Um, engaging, you know, for well-being recovery, engaging in recovery activities that promotes overall well-being by restoring physical energy, mental clarity, emotional balance, and spiritual connection. Um, you know, this is just going to create a healthier and, and happier lifestyle overall, right? When you're looking at your well-being, uh, when you're talking about performance and productivity, right? We're, we're, we're going to be increasing this if we're focusing on our different parts of our recovery, not just, uh, the physical part of it, right? So performance and productivity, for sure, we can talk about physical um, performance and productivity. But um, when we allow ourselves to rest and recharge, 
you know, we can approach tasks with much more increased focus, creativity, efficiency, just overall leading to, to better outcomes with what we're trying to do. We focus on stress reduction when we do this. And, you know, recovery, act- recovery activities, they, they definitely help reduce your stress levels. And by providing a break from these daily demands and really allowing us to unwind, recover and rejuvenate, um, we can manage stress much more effectively, right? And, and this will lead to improved resilience and overall better coping mechanisms is the idea. Preventing burnout is huge. This is also why we want to re- focus on recovery. Uh, ignoring just that need to recover, right? And that's, a, that's really what burnout is. It's ignoring the need to recover. Um, and really is just a state of chronic physical and, and mental exhaustion, right? And, and this is something that a lot of us, I'm sure, are familiar with. Um, but prioritizing recovery really helps prevent burnout and allows us to sustain our energy and our motivation and overall enthusiasm for the long run. And that's what we all want. Really, you know, overall, to stay on track and hit your goals. Relationships and connection. So engaging in recovery activities is is often going to help us with connecting with others, right? Whether it's spending quality time with loved ones or participating in social activities, all of these interactions contribute to a stronger contribute to stronger relationships and social support and just an overall sense of belonging, right? And that's what we're all looking for. So just in general, you know, focusing on various forms of recovery is really essential for maintaining a balance and, and fulfilling life. And that's everything that we talk about on the show. Um, by doing this, we're going to be able to better navigate challenges, demands, and and the responsibilities that we're going to face every day, right? So, you know, I, a question that I had, and, and those are all the reasons why we should focus on this. So there's a lot, <laughs> as you can imagine, right? Um so the question I have on this still is, I, I think we hear this a lot, right? I think we hear often that rest is important and, and we have to do it. But if so, if we are hearing that, how, how important rest is, why are we choosing not to do it, some of us? Why are we choosing not to optimize and, and really focus on a rest? And I, I think there's a few different reasons that I was really pondering when I was going through the research on this and I wanted to share. I think the first one is just lack of awareness, right? There, there's... Individuals that may not fully really understand the importance of recovery um, and, you know, may not be aware because of that, of the potential it can bring to their overall well-being and performance. And I think that's really the biggest piece is it's been such a low part of our society as far as importance has been for so long. The the significance and just spotlighting recovery as a concept, right, that I just don't believe that that awareness is really there. That's one thing. I think time constraints is, is another reason why we may not do it. You know, busy schedules, um, all these commitments that we have, it, it can really make it challenging to allocate time just for recovery. I mean, look at busy parents. I mean, it's, it's, I've, I've been there, <laughs> still am, right? Um, I, I think a lot of times people are going to prioritize with these busy schedules, you know, other tasks and responsibilities and you know, perceiving luxury more, or, I'm sorry, perceiving uh, recovery more as a luxury uh, that they just cannot afford, right? They don't have time for, uh, you know, the recovery. They just can't. And I think that's a problem. I, I really do. And and I, I know there is a, a place for, you know, putting your head down and working hard, but if we do not recover it, it it's, it's not helpful, right? For anybody. Um, there's also productivity pressure, that comes with this. So, you know, in, in certain competitive environments or, you know, different cultures, 
um, they may prioritize productivity and performance and individuals in those scenarios may feel compelled to keep pushing themselves without taking, you know, adequate, adequate breaks or engaging in any of these recovery activities. Um, by doing so, they may fear that it can be perceived as maybe laziness or a sign of weakness. So I, I think, you know, productivity pressures is a big one. Um, kind of related to this is guilt and self-neglect. So a lot of individuals may struggle with feelings of guilt when they're prioritizing their own needs and self-care. I've, I have seen this uh, very often with parents. Again, um, you know, I just uh, speak again to a lot of the things that I'm familiar with. And, and I think it's tough as a parent. You want to give your kid everything. But I think it's the, the concept of when you're on the plane, this always reminds me of this. And, and this is a little tangent. But when you're on the plane... And that moment where, you know, the, no one's paying, very few people paying attention, I guess, uh, probably first time flyers, <laughs> if you're one of those, um, the, when they're stewardess, they're, they're going through the, you know, the protocols and telling you what to do, put your, put this, you put on your life jacket, this, you put on their mask. When they get to the part where they talk about the mask and they talk about how you should put yours on first, uh, and then take care of, you know, your children or, or you know, whoever it is that you need to take care of. I always that always just strikes me because that is just at the basic core of that concept. It's what we need to do every day, right? Every single day, we need to take care of ourselves first, and and the reason we need to do that is because so we have more to give later on. So if you don't take care of yourself first, um, you're not going to have more to give. And if you don't have more to give, what what do you have? Right? What are you What are you doing? And and so I think you know we all have a purpose, and that is to find out what it is that we are supposed to be, you know, engaging in to provide most value for everyone else. And, and I, you know, I think that that requires taking time to for yourself and knowing yourself. So uh, just a little bit of a side tangent there, but um, I, I definitely believe and, and know that that is a lot of why people wouldn't engage in and you know specific recovery. Um, activities, right? It could be looked at selfish or, or you know, ne- they'd rather neglect their, their own well-being because of that. Uh, there's a lot of misconceptions as well. Number five, um, you know, recovery is bad is kind of generally that concept. And they may perceive it as, you know, just similar, unproductive or ineffective. And I think that, you know, a lot of the times is that thought of if I would just work really, really, really hard and I just don't stop, that eventually will lead to success. Well, how many times have, have we just been doing anything, right? And you're just grinding, 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 and all of a sudden you, you're not getting anywhere, but then you stop and you take a break. And I don't know, maybe that break is for a day, maybe it's for a week, maybe it's for a month, maybe it's for an hour, minute, five minutes, right? Usually more than a minute, a few minutes, right? Then you come back to it and all of a sudden you, you get the click and you got it, <laughs> whatever it is that you're trying to do, whether it's you're trying to learn how to skateboard or you're trying to solve a complex problem you know, work problem or math problem, you know, all of a sudden you can do those things. And, and so I think we lose sight of the fact that recovery creates productivity, right? Overall. So, um, it's an odd concept, but it's also kind of nice to think, Hey, I just got to take a nice recovery break, which is, which feels good too. And I'll come back better. Right. And, th- and that's just, I think if you think about that and you kind of hear, hear that too, it, it feels good. Recovery breaks feel good. Um, when you feel better, you, you produce better. It's just the way it is right now. Obviously there's, there's limits to the recovery that we want to be conscious of and be aware of. 
but um, overall, I mean, if you if you take a just a quality recovery break, a, a healthy one, right? Whatever that time frame is, or whatever it is, is really comes down to what you need. Uh, it's going to be productive in the end for you for what it is, what it is that we're looking at. Um, so I think different forms of recovery, right? That we want to look at. There's there's different types. We've talked about, um, you know, why so many of us may choose not to not to um, not to indulge in recovery options. We've talked about why it may be important to consider recovery uh, as you know as a day to day. Why you should be looking at that. And now we're going to look at different forms of recovery, right? So we have mental recovery uh, besides physical recovery, right? So we have mental recovery, and this is really the process of restoring and rejuvenating the mind. Um, a lot of the activities, you know, that may help alleviate mental fatigue and enhance your focus, promote that cognitive uh, well-being. So I'd say mental recoveries are kind of like when you're working really hard and you just need a break. It not, you know, you're not getting crushed. You know, people are being mean. They're not touching your emotions or anything like that. You're just you're working hard, and you just you know you got need a break. If you're feeling kind of like the ramp up in your brain, just that your eyes are getting a little, little tired maybe or something. And, and you just got to get up and walk around. You got to break the mold a little bit. You've been sitting in the chair for a while. You need a break, right? Um, so, you know, gauging in relaxation exercises, practicing mindfulness or meditation, sometimes going out and just doing a hobby. Like I, I, I'll do all those things. I'll do the, you know, the relaxation exercises, but sometimes I'll just take out my RC plane or <laughs> RC car. I just go zone or I skateboard, right? I'll just zone out, go for a walk, take the dog out. Um, there's a lot of, you know, different things or, or maybe doing something that really activates your mind that, that inspires you, right? Like, uh, cause sometimes when you start doing something that very often, every time you start doing something that engages you, you, you get more energy and that's almost like a recovery in itself, which is kind of funny. Um, but mental recovery is, is, is a very common one. We all experienced mental recovery in the past. Um, and, and, you know, those are often different ways that you, you want to go about, uh, working with those when you need them. So then we also have emo- emotional recovery. So this is where, you know, um, this is focusing on restoring that emotional well-being, your resilience, right? It, it involves strategies to manage and, and process your emotions effectively and, and cope with stress and foster a positive emotional state, right? Um, this is when, you know, this is when you, you are having someone maybe pick on you, right? Or, or someone said something mean and you need to, you know, just, or maybe you, you, you did something that bothers you, right? And you can't, you can't get over it. Um, and, and you need to though, right? So uh, emotional recovery, um, you know, can involve a lot of those self-care type practices. A lot of times you're seeking support from loved ones or, or professionals, journaling, a lot of the times to help get a lot of these emotions out. Practicing gratitude is a big one to focus on the positive, um, and just really engaging in activities that that just bring you joy and allowing you to express your emotions in a healthy manner, right? So that's what emotional recovery typically would entail as as a second way of recovery, and it's a little different than mental recovery, I would say. Um, a little bit deeper work you have to do. Number three is social recovery. So this involves activities and efforts really to restore and nurture social connections, just any type of relationships, really just to bring a sense of belonging, I would say. Um, 
a lot of times, you know, it'll be encompassing practices that uh, foster positive interactions with others and enhance just overall social well-beings. I would, or, I'm sorry, social well-being, I would say. Um, a lot of the times this would include spending quality time with, lumbo- with loved ones, participating in social activities or group settings, uh, engaging in, you know, acts of kindness through community service or involvement in those sorts. Um, seeking support from social networks. That is often one way people will do this and, and maintaining just open communication with others, right? That's, um, a lot of the times the way that we'll, we'll look for social recovery if we need that. And I, and I, I think the pandemic was huge. I mean, I think I know, right. Um, you know, for so long we didn't have that and, and we were looking for it in so many different ways and remote, socialization would really became a thing as well during that time, because it had to be right. It's, we needed to fill that void with something. And so uh, virtual became a thing because of that. Um, and then you dig a little bit deeper and you get into spiritual recovery, right? And, and this is really, this pertains to nurturing and restoring the spiritual dimensions of one's life. So maybe activities um, that connect individuals to their values, their beliefs, really at the core, like a sense of purpose, right? Uh, And a lot of these practices, as you can imagine, um, engaging in in religious and spiritual rituals like meditation or prayer, spending time in nature. uh, A lot of people find spiritual reflecting on the meaning of life, right? I mean, who hasn't done that at some point? Um, Seeking that inner peace and tranquility and really just overall engaging in acts of self-reflection and personal growth. And that spiritual recovery, in my opinion, when you get it right and you don't always get it right and it takes practice and I'm always learning, um, it is by far when you get it right and, and, you know, when you're practicing, it is the most rewarding type of recovery because it almost seems to really just take care of all the others. I see it, it seems like mental, emotional, um, you know, maybe not so much social, but uh, it just really seems to, to take care of a lot. So spiritual recovery, uh, for sure, is, is helpful as well. And then rest and sleep. So prioritizing your quality, um, you know, that quality sleep and ensuring adequate rest periods throughout the day is is crucial for not just physical recovery, but also mental, emotional, um, social, right? If you're not rested, you, you can't go out and, and hang out with anyone, right? And, and I would even say... Um, it definitely can maximize your social interactions and, and also spiritual. It, it's tough to even tap into a spiritual mindset if if um, you're just not engaged. And, and the only way, the best, the best way I should say to be engaged is if uh, you're rested, right? And you're not experiencing pain or anything like that. So those are all the different ways, guys, right? Now, I haven't said a word about cannabis yet, which is which sometimes happens on the show. And I, and I don't really just, you know, I, I don't mind because I think it shows or it goes a show at the very least. There's there's a lot behind a lot of this, right? And, and cannabis really can assist. Um, but I'm going to talk about cannabis now because, again, we are a cannabis show. Um, so let's go through each one of those that we just talked about and, and take a look at cannabis uh, briefly to see what it, how it can assist. So when looking at mental recovery, right, we're, we're very often looking at a few different things. A lot of times it's anxiety and stress reduction. You're sitting at the computer, just like I said before, grinding, 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 just working, working, working. Um, and sometimes you just kind of have to take the edge off after you do something like that. Some people do it with a beer. Some people can do it uh, with CBD, 
right? And, and that's what I would typically recommend, especially during those moments uh, when you need mental recovery. Is It's almost like refreshing the mind. It helps really reduce those uh, symptoms of stress and anxiety and promotes, um, you know, mental relaxation and recovery overall, right? And, and that always has more of that refreshing feeling. For mental recovery, uh, cannabis can also help, obviously, with sleep support. So when you're tired mentally, you, you do need sleep. You have to rest. Um, helping your body get to that place, whether it's naturally through the the circadian rhythm that CBD works with, or we're looking at some of the terpenes like linalol or myrcene, CBN, that cannabinoid that can really help. Um, THC can assist too in, in really getting you to sleep. Sleep quality can change a bit with THC. I, I do recommend uh, typically more natural CBD type of um, high CBD ways if, if you can. If you just can't sleep and, and CBD is not going to get you down or keep you down, then uh, definitely look at THC options, right? Because that really is at the end of the day what, you're, what you need to do is you have to get that sleep in order to, to optimize the next day. And then uh, focus and concentration. So if you're if you're mentally exhausted and you need to focus, THC and CBD typically in lower um, forms. If you if you just jack up the amount of THC and CBD you're taking, you will have uh, some mental brain farts for sure. Um, but if you have lower doses and you kind of keep a little edge on a tad edge, like just a little bit of an edge, it's helpful and and making sure that you stay sharp and you're always on point. So. Mental recovery, a lot of ways cannabis can help. We're looking at emotional recovery, just basic mood regulation, right? So, you know, how THC and CBD really interact with the endocannabinoid system, and they they influence the mood and emotional states, and, and they can help aid in that emotional recovery, especially, you know, for looking at things like PTSD and, and trauma support. Um, cannabis does or has shown, we've had episodes on this in the past, uh, especially PTSD and trauma, it helps by modulating the stress response and promoting emotional resilience overall. Um, so <clears throat> definite, definite assistance uh, in that respect and, and just calming the irritability. So if you're emotionally, you know, just a little off, you may feel a little irritable as well. If you're mentally off, you know, if mentally exhausted, you're just kind of tired, right? You're not really irritable, but if you're emotionally uh, exhausted, you, you could be a little irritable as well, right? Because emotionally, that, that there's something going on there, right? You're getting picked at. Something's getting picked at, I should say. Um, CBD has that nice calming effect. It kind of has that effect where it's just like, all right, let's just take all this baggage off, right? And just move on. Um, it, it does tend to help with irritability and, and emotional distress in that sense. Social recovery. Um, you know, if, if you, for individuals with certain medical conditions, uh, like social interactions or social anxieties, I, I should say, cannabis, you know, can definitely help alleviate those symptoms. And if, if you're feeling that hinder, uh, if you're being hindered with social interactions, right? Cannabis can really help you feel more comfortable in those situations. I have experienced that myself. Uh, in the past, you know, I, I may have relied more on alcohol to be in social situations and feel more comfortable. Um cannabis uh, is another way you can do that. And it's a much healthier way you can do that. And um, it, it also, it's just better because yes, it's healthier, but when you drink too much, you eventually do start saying things that you don't, you wish you never said, <laughs> or you do things that you wish you didn't do. Right. And maybe not always, but if you drink too much, the chances are that will happen. Right. Whereas with cannabis, it just, 
you know, especially yes, THC is, is, is kind of along the same lines because it can, you know, mentally put you in a different state, but CBD uh, is just going to ground you and it's going to make you feel better and more um, calm and, and much, much easier in those types of situations. So um, social recovery, uh, just enhancing those social interactions is really big. It also helps with promoting empathy and connection. So a lot of times people will report that cannabis can enhance the feelings of the social connection and empathy and really facilitate those mean, meaningful interactions that we're looking for uh, during our social recovery periods. And and I think a lot of us can can imagine those moments, right? Where cannabis has brought you closer to somebody else and whether that's, you know, friends, loved ones, um, it's, it's often when we're interacting, there's always, not always, but very often there's that, you know, that exterior, that hardened exterior that we have to get through first. And even sometimes with friends, right? It just takes a few minutes to warm up. Uh, cannabis just warms you up really quickly. And, and it gets that, it's like that social lubrication. A lot of people say alcohol is that way too. Again, we're looking at uh, the difference here, which is alcohol, <laughs> social lubrication to the point where a um, little too much, right? And and that's that. But at least with, you know, high CBD cannabis, um, there really aren't like things that happen that you just have to watch out for socially, right? If you take too much or something. I mean, you may be so relaxed that, and if you haven't slept in a while, your body may start to get really tired on you. But other than that, it's uh, it's a very positive way to enhance a social situation for sure. Um, and definitely promote empathy, connection, all that good stuff. So when we're looking at spiritual recovery, right? And how do we, how can we use cannabis for that? Well, I, I think mindfulness and meditation for sure. We know a lot of people um, will find that cannabis can enhance their ability to relax and focus and engage in those types of practices, uh, potentially deepening those spiritual experiences, which, which I do find to be true, uh, personally. So I, I find that when I utilize cannabis for those events, um, I'm able to get in a much more meditative state faster because I'm able to let go. Right. And, th- and that's really what you're trying to do when you're utilizing cannabis is let go. I mean, at the very core of ever, I'm sorry, at, with meditation, uh, when you're trying to meditate, um, you're trying to let go, uh, whether it's mentally, physically, if pains, right? You're just trying to let go. And so cannabis can very often get you to a point where you feel okay with doing that. And so um, really, really nice uh, way to, to kind of enhance or um, spruce up that spiritual practice that you may already have. Personal reflection, reflection is big when we're talking about spiritual recovery. A lot of times, you know, cannabis can help really help individuals access those introspective states and um, facilitate personal reflection and, and insight and spiritual exploration. And so um, I, I've certainly, you know, experienced that myself. Um, I think a lot of us probably have where, you know, especially when you look at like hit the hippie speedball with Stephen Kotler, right? Um, when you kind of combined all those things, like the cannabis and the caffeine and the running, the sweating, like your body just kind of starts coming up, like all these things start clicking in your mind, right? And and so it's almost like your mind was designed to, to be optimized in that form. And so um, cannabis for sure can definitely assist with personal reflection. Personal reflection 
is what helps you grow, right? Like if you understand why you do what you do and, and you know, how, it, how whatever it is that you do occurs and all that good stuff. Um, if you understand something at a core, you can fix it. You can change it. You can, you can make it better. And, and so reflection is how you make yourself better. You reflect on yourself. You reflect on what you do on a regular basis, what you could do better on a regular basis. Um, so really important stuff there. And then enhancing re- creativity. Um, obviously, you know, when you're looking at spiritual recovery, creativity kind of falls into that, I think, too. And, well, I shouldn't say I said obviously. I shouldn't say obviously because it's not obvious, I don't think, that creativity and spirituality are, are connected. I, I think for a lot of us we see that. But um, I just find a lot of the times, like, for example, if I'm going to be playing music, um, I feel much more spiritual when I'm able to open up. And I can open up without cannabis, but I open up a lot more and a lot easier and a lot faster with cannabis. And so, uh, and I'm much more present while I'm, while I'm doing it. And the spirituality, the spiritual, I think effects that you kind of feel, it's not like, you know, you feel it. And and if you have to go back to that state of mind in order to get the same effects, you know, you're already in a conscious state of mind when you're using cannabis. So though that spiritual effect that you're feeling like you're going to remember it. And, and it's, it's, um, I think when you're playing, like when you're focusing on creativity and you're enhancing your creativity, for example, with music, I I think you're also tapping into something uh, as well while you're doing that. Um, And and that's a spiritual part of you. And and that's when you do tap into it, that's where you see a lot of those gifts be exposed that people may have. So uh, cannabis can help definitely relax you, definitely get you in that zone, I guess, so to speak. Um, So would definitely consider that for sure. And then obviously rest and sleep, right? Um, I know we've talked about this before. I wanted to mention it again, just because it is such a big part of recovery. Uh, but insomnia, you know, management with cannabis is big, right? And 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 that I mentioned this very lightly in the beginning here, but um, cannabis and, and CBD can promote the positive enhancement. I, I guess is the right word. Uh, CBD can can enhance the sleep wake cycle, right? So uh, indirectly. And, and by doing that, it, it makes the, um, your circadian rhythm, uh, and, and your routine much healthier than if you were only using THC or if you're using heavy THC, I should say, uh, in order to get you to sleep and keep, keep you to sleep. So you can use both. And that's kind of the beauty is that both are available, but I would say that CBD does tend to have a much more healthier, much healthier, a longer term use option than THC does as far as sleep is concerned, uh, as far as, you know, optimizing your sleep. So, and I would say overall, it kind of seems to be the case like THC just seems to be what you want to use in moderation, whereas CBD almost, not that you don't want to use it in moderation, but it's almost no consequences if you don't. <laughs> I don't want to say none, but very few, much, much less than THC, right? Um, even though THC may not be horrible for all of us either, if, if you take a ton of it. So you have sleep apnea, sleep apnea symptom relief. Um, that's another one that you guys can, you know, you're going to be looking at if you have cannabis, if you're utilizing cannabis and if you have sleep apnea, um, cannabis definitely has been shown to assist with that. Uh, so definitely consider that. And then, uh, like I mentioned, 
um, just before with that sleep-wake cycle regulation is, is a big one. So um, that's it, guys. That, you know, every time I, I get on here, I, I never think I'm going to talk for that long, but uh, <laughs> there's a lot to go over and I have a lot of thoughts when I'm writing this stuff down. Uh, so I'm really happy to get to share them all with you. And um, I would say, guys, you know, for this episode, I, I typically will often end an episode and, and just kind of talk a little bit more specifically with what I do in these scenarios. And I, I just think it's fun to kind of share that stuff if, if we have our own routines. But in this episode, um, I like everything I talked about was kind of how I use it already for recovery as far as cannabis goes. So let me know what you guys think, right? If you guys are, are you using it for recovery and in, in, in different ways and than just physical recovery. And if you are, uh, if this rang true or if not, you know, like I, I'm, I love hearing from you guys. So as always, you know, please feel free to reach out. We're at the cannabis at gmail.com and you can go to Instagram on, uh, at the cannabis C. Uh, we have some, some information up there and we're always updating that as well. Um, I'm on the very, very tail end of, of getting a few more things out guys that, that are going to be new. So, uh, should be getting those out pretty soon. Um, just waiting on a few things, but cannot thank you guys enough. Uh, this is the Juneteenth week. So I just want to say happy Juneteenth as well. Um, to everybody out there, I'm, I'm so happy we get to you know be able to, to celebrate much more holistically and, uh, in a fair way, an equitable way, I should say. All right, guys, have a great week. Thank you for uh, for tuning in. Can't thank you guys enough, and I will see you again next week. Peace. listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your cannabis business podcast, The Talking Hedge. 
and newest member on PodCon X. So come on over and check out the Talking Hedge. We talk about business news, interviews, investments, events, all that stuff. So come nerd out with me over at the Talking Hedge. You can find me at the Talking Hedge podcast.com or on all your favorite podcast platforms don't forget to like share and subscribe or don't and i'm out thanks for listening to today's show to check out more great cannabis podcasts go to podconnects.com here's a preview of one of our other shows i'm joyce gerber the creator and host of the award-winning podcast the canna mom show And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Canada podcasters right here on PodConX and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.